Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. You're 50 years old and you still dress like a Teletubby. Point taken. Oh, yes, indeed, boys and girls. We have made it to a football Friday. Hopefully, it is a feel-good football Friday in your neck of the woods. It is in mine. And away we go. The Buffalo Bills and the Washington Commanders. One of the top NFL games of an early Sunday window. After, and as you just heard uh, with uh, Sheehan and Michael kind of going back and forth, what should be an absolutely awesome college football Saturday I mean, you can't say that about every Saturday. You can say that about this Saturday. Oh, my. Going to be really, really, really fun uh, to watch uh, all throughout the day, all sorts of different time windows. I mean, even you know the noon window is going to be huge. Clemson, Florida State, uh, big noon Saturday. Um, you know, then the 3.30 window is going to be outrageous. And then that night game between Ohio State and uh, and Notre Dame and more is just going to be so much fun. Um, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if we're going to get the two thirty a.m. Sunday morning special that we got out of Colorado, Colorado State this weekend. Don't expect that. But man, alive is that going to be fun? Um, whew, great college football Saturday, and then the NFL is always awesome, right? I mean, even when the N well. I can't say always awesome, but almost always awesome is probably the best way I should say it. I mean, it rarely disappoints. There's some times where some of the games are sleepy and what have you. But in addition to Bill's Commanders, where I'll be at 1 o'clock on Sunday, so I'll be focused on that. You know, you do have a couple of other interesting matchups, right? Packers and Saints. Can the Packers at Lambeau Field kind of expose the Saints for what they are, which, you know, is kind of an above-average middling offense, good defense? Can Jordan Love continue to play really well? You do have some eh matchups, you know, that 
you look at on paper and you say, all right, that's not going to be fun. That's not going to be close. Ravens, Colts, because Anthony Richardson is banged up and the Colts aren't very good, uh, despite being one and one. Browns, Titans has some intrigue. Lions, Falcons, good, but the Lions are now really banged up on defense. Broncos, Dolphins could be interesting to see if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson can figure it out outside of the mile-high air, on the road, in the humidity of South FLA against Mikey McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins. Patriots, Jets, can the Patriots get off the schneid? Chargers, Vikings, talk about two disappointing 0-2 teams that probably probably should both be 2-0, or at the very minimum, 1-1. And that's just the early slate. That's just the early slate on Sunday. But I'll be at Bill's Commanders. That's what we care about the most on Sunday, and that's what we will talk about the most on this particular radio program until 4 o'clock. Right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. If you want to hop on in early, the Ace Law listener lines are open for you at 301-230-0980. That's 301-230-0980. In a wreck, Ace Law will help you get a check. Give my guy a call at 8888-ACE-LAW. That's a, it seems like a hard number, but it's not. 8888-ACE-LAW. Very simple. Check him out online. Give him a call. He wants to hear from you, boys and girls. My guy, Eric. So there you go. And Maddie wants to hear from you on the other side of the glass at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Here's the deal. This is a game that the Commanders can win. I don't know if they should win, but they can win. This is not some juggernaut that's coming to Washington. I mean, you will, if you're in the parking lots on Sunday, and if it's not a monsoon, you will see plenty of Bills Mafia. You will see plenty of red, white, and blue. You might see people jumping through tables. But this is not... 30,000 Bills fans, 30,000 Commanders fans. It is still going to be many more Commanders fans than Bills fans. And more importantly, as we discussed earlier in the week, the Commanders are dogs, six-and-a-half-point dogs, right? Which, again, we feel is unfair. But more importantly, the reality, because that's fantasy. That's like made-up stuff. They don't know. They don't have any idea what's going to happen. No clue. The reality tells us that unless the commanders crap their pants and turn the ball over more than two times, I I mean, begrudgingly, I'll give them two. I really, really, really think they need to keep it to one. Unless the commanders are in the penalty box, and I, I know there's no penalty box. That's that, that's a hockey thing. Man, I don't need nobody to play. 
Uh, 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 pray for B. Mitch. That's my man. See, my, um, I, I can call him. He can call me and get private uh, consultation from the Reverend. But I got to talk to you right okay. now. I don't um, talk to you about the anyway, brain brothers no more. Uh, but now, I, I want you to start wearing them tight skinny jeans, man, so you can see more of the world. You know what I'm talking about, nephew? I, I, but, but, I understand. But anyway, B. Mitch, could I ask you a question? But they've taken a lot of penalties in the first two weeks of the season, right? We We, we understand that. We understand it has not been a clean team, even though they're 2-0, and from a penalty perspective or a turnover perspective in week one. Last week, very different on the offensive side. But in week one against the Cardinals, they took eight penalties for 70 yards. Now, that was offset by the Cardinals being so bad, nine for 122. So they were able to get away with it even though their offense was not very good that day, and they turned the ball over three times, and they really did not have the same offensive look that they had last week. But they did have eight penalties for 70 yards. And last week, they had nine penalties, so one more, but for less yardage, 58. So 17 combined accepted penalties... No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, That's Denver. Uh, My bad, I was looking at the wrong column. Uh, another eight penalties for 71 yards. So they've had eight penalties the last two weeks in each of the first two games. So while Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers are averaging 30 points a game because they've scored 30 points in each of the first two games, the commanders are doing something a little bit different. Again, week one, let me just make sure I got this right. So I'm looking at the right column. Eight penalties for 70 yards. Week two against Denver. Again, after an eight-penalty 70-yard performance on Sunday, uh, on Sunday week one at FedEx Field, eight for 71. So the same amount of accepted penalties, one extra yard. But still, that's 141 yards lost. May not seem like a big deal. It's too much. 16 penalties for 141 yards has got to get better against better teams. And they have not beaten, let me repeat, they have not beaten a good uh, football team yet. The Denver Broncos are not a good football team. It was a really difficult game to win because it was on the road, We thought their defense was going to be better, but they were already down one safety. They were then down Frank Clark. And then they fell apart. And their offense fell apart, for the most part, until the very end, when a fluke, lucky miracle went their way and gave them a chance to win. Now, they didn't win. But my point is, the Broncos, not a good team. The Arizona Cardinals, we know, not a good team. Feisty, plucky, but not a good team. They're 0-2, the Broncos are 0-2. The Commanders have not beaten anybody yet with a win. And obviously they've contributed. Those teams have only played two other games, so it's, again, just pointing out facts. You play and you beat whoever is in front of you, but they will wake up the NFL world if they can win this game. If you don't turn the ball over more than once, 
And if you don't have penalty Appalooza, meaning 9, 10, 11, 12 penalties, uh, 90 yards, 100 yards, whatever it might be, defensive pass interference, maybe it costs you a big chunk of yardage against Stephon Diggs, against Dalton Kincaid, whoever. You know, Josh Allen, we know, loves to extend plays, run all around, uses big body, uses rifle of an arm. That could break down coverage. You could get tired. You could get beat. Then you clutch, you grab, and all of a sudden, you know, you're giving up 30, 35, 40, 45, whatever yards of penalties in one play. And essentially probably giving them a free six. If you don't commit a ton of penalties... Let's just call it more than what you've been doing and averaging eight for 70 and a half in the two games. And if you don't turn the ball over more than once, and I'll give you a third caveat, if if you can create two turnovers or takeaways, the Commanders will absolutely win this game. Now, that's a lot of different things to ask for, right? If you can create two takeaways, if you don't turn the ball over more than once, if you don't commit more than eight penalties for 70 yards, where they've been the first two games, those three components, I think, will help you win this game or will win you this game. That's how I envision them winning. How about you? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. You want one thing, you want two things, you want three things. How will they win this game? What do you see in your crystal ball? What needs to happen for them to win? Give us a shout on the Ace Law listener lines. Again, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Of course, there's much more to do than that. We have our Sunday six-packs. Uh, six, Sunday six-pack picks. I want to go over something that we had to speed through yesterday with Nell. What the biggest concern is, and I, I just kind of touched on it, but there's more. There's so much more that we did not get into, so I'm going to go through the rest of the list, and we'll knock that down, and we'll pick that apart throughout the show. But what do you see in your crystal ball? How do they win this game? What do they need to do? What do they need to have happen? I just gave you three bullet point items. Create two takeaways, don't turn the ball over more than once, and don't have more than eight penalties for 70 yards, and I think they win. But wait a second. I'm forgetting about the most important element, right? I mean, Eric Bieniemy is just going to wake up on Sunday morning and he's going to devise and concoct a scheme that it doesn't matter whether Santa Claus is playing quarterback and, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of redheaded stepchildren are playing against the Buffalo Bills front defensive line because if Eric Bieniemy draws it up and cooks it up, according to Nell, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's out there. I'm obviously just teasing based on if you were listening yesterday and our conversation yesterday, and we have it up at the team980.com. Our guy Lou uh, DiPietro put up a, a, a great recap of it. You can hear all the audio. Matt's got it. You podcasted uh, in the podcast section on the Odyssey app, all of that good stuff. A fiery, fiery 
hour number two and beyond yesterday, where Nell thinks the only thing that matters is Eric Bieniemy for the offense, and I say the most important thing that matters is I punched my Formica table here. I don't know if this is Formica. I'm just calling it Formica. The most important thing that matters is Sam Howell. If you want to get Dak back into that debate, we can do that as well. Mix it into your phone calls, 301-230-0980. Just get rocking and rolling and whatnot, Ben Standing style. On a Friday afternoon in the nation's capital and beyond, right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Let's go. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. is all about, right? Do you remember? Little earth, wind, and fire for you. In September. On a Friday. On a football. Feel good Friday, baby. 301-230-0980. As we are off and running. Want to hear from you? What needs to happen for the Washington Commanders to go to 3-0? What will happen for the Commanders to go 3-0? Is it bothersome to you still that people are doubting what the new program is all about? You know, I I spent last night at Nationals Park and, you know, was down on the field pregame and for well over an hour talked to a number of people, a bunch of team officials, uh, obviously, the new owner, Josh Harris, we're going to have my two-question Q&A as part of a group uh, interview. Uh, but I did get to ask Josh about, you know, the 2-0 new ownership sellouts, everything kind of settling in, uh, and then about the RFK land transfer uh, deal. So you will hear that coming up shortly. But 
they're all optimistic without necessarily being over the moon, right? I think there's like what you would call a cautious optimism. So I don't think, I don't sense that inside the building, even though I haven't been there, that there's like this, hey, we've made it, we've arrived. I don't sense that. I could be wrong, but I don't sense that. They know how easily a 2-0 start can turn around. The last time this organization was 2-0, it turned around in a hurry. Yes, they got to 3-1, but then they won five games on the entire year. They won three out of their first four games. I was there. And could have won all four. And before you know it, they were 5-11. So nobody, nobody should be thinking that they've got it made. That this season is going to be a... A magical season. They've got a lot of work to do. But if they can get to 3-0, and they will wake up the NFL world. The Washington Commanders at 3-0 and would be maybe not the talk talk of the NFL because I, I probably would, would, would imagine that the Miami Dolphins would still get top billing. And they probably should if they're 3-0 and if they beat the Denver Broncos. If, mm, I guess if the Saints beat the Packers in Lambeau, is anybody, like, enamored with the Saints? If the Ravens beat the Colts, I guess I could see that being a bigger story. But you got what I'm trying to get at which is if the Commanders beat the Bills and go to 3-0, and they're going to be one of the top two tree stories in the NFL, maybe even the top one. Now, again, maybe that doesn't matter, but for a franchise that's been kicked in the onions for 24 years, at least, it should matter a little bit. That should be like the tasty dangling morsel or you know whatever in front of them. To get off to a good start. That's another thing that has to happen. You know, game starts at 102, boys. Please don't show up at 132, 205. Please come to play. Offense and defense in the first hour of the game. And please, can we avoid any disasters with special teams? I mean... We don't know exactly what the weather is going to be like. We've heard everything from messy to, ah, it shouldn't be that bad. There's a potential for it to be messy. I think we all understand that. That could contribute to a bad snap or bad hold or bad kick. That could all contribute. But here's the deal. Joey Sly and Cameron Cheeseman, they're not getting any leash if you will, on Sunday night and Monday and throughout next week if there's a bad connection, connection, because it's been too much. We can't just blame it on the weather. Can't just chalk it up to the weather. And I have a feeling that if Cameron Cheeseman has one more bad snap, he is not going to be here. And I don't think I'm the only one that has that feeling. But please show up at 102. 
all phases. Please. It's not that hard to ask. You play one game a week, please show up at 102. Not 202, not 132, not 142. 202 all phases. So I'll actually add that to the mix of a fourth thing that I need to see happen. One turnover or less. Two takeaways or more. Less than eight penalties for 70, let's call it, and a hook, yards. And please show up at 102, not 132, not 145, not 202, not 3 o'clock, 102. This organization, I don't know what the hell is going on, has for the last at least year and a half, year and change, had a hard time showing up on time. I mean, if you look at the first half of the Detroit game last year, the first half of the Eagles game in week three, there was a large chunk of the middle of the Jacksonville game, but I can't say at the start and the finish. They were awesome. But in between. But that's a different thing that we're talking about. They were okay against Dallas and Tennessee. I think they were right there. They were okay. Chicago, Thursday night football. There were games where they, I mean, the Packer game at home that they won. They were awful in the first quarter and a half, almost full first half. Not good. Not good enough. And and again, there were games where they started out good and they didn't finish strong, i.e. the first Giants game on the road. Had a 10-0 lead and then crapped in their pants. The Cleveland Brown game at home on New Year's Day, horrible start. Didn't even bother to show up. They were okay on defense. They were fine on defense. And then they completely wilted on defense in the second half. But the offense didn't show up. So, like, you combine all of these things and you say, my goodness, if they can put a game together, if they cannot turn the ball over more than once. Again, I'm not asking to be perfect. If they could not kill themselves by penalty of Palooza, if they can get a turnover or two, ideally two, I think that's the magic number, it's too much to ask for three or four. And if they show up at 102 on time, regardless of circumstances, and don't sleepwalk for a half an hour, or sleep through the first quarter of the game, or maybe even more, on one or more units, they can win this game. Will they? Answer coming up. 301 Before we get to the calls, let's do a quick trending alert and get you covered that way, and then we will hit your calls on the Ace Law listener lines at 301-230-0980. I see Montel. I see Dr. Sabah. I see Sweet Lou. Uh, we will get to all of you, again, on the Ace Law listener lines in a rec Ace Law. I hope you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. All right, let's do that trending alert. All right, two of the top four picks in the NFL draft will be out and missing in action this week. The Indianapolis Colts have indeed ruled out quarterback Anthony Richardson in concussion protocol. He was banged up early after a great start against Houston, a game that the Colts actually did win with Gardner Minshew. So he will take on 
Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Also, Bryce Young, as we mentioned yesterday of the Carolina Panthers, the number one overall pick out for this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks in the 206. Andy Dalton to start for Carolina, who is 0-2. And Joe Burrow is still in doubt. The Bengals have added a third quarterback to their 53-man roster. Uh, So it is possible that Joe Burrow might not play, or, of course, he could be limited. And from baseball, while the Nats were getting spanked last night by the Braves, Sean Doolittle has announced his retirement. The former all-star left-handed closer uh, and set-up man for the Washington Nationals, the Oakland Athletics, uh, part of the World Series championship. Sean Doolittle announcing his retirement, uh, and they will have a press conference over at Nationals Park a little bit later on. And that's what's trending. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, right to the calls in a second, but we just got some breaking news from out in command land in Ashburn. As expected, Logan Thomas concussion officially ruled out uh, for Sunday. Again, not a surprise. He hasn't practiced all week and uh, took a dirty, as you know what, hit um, on Sunday and uh, ruled out. Uh, again, this is a huge problem for the NFL. They are so busy making sure that they kiss everybody's ass and leaked stuff to the reporters, they didn't even wait to see how long the guy was injured for. Why is it? Why? Why in the world? Why? Can somebody please answer me this question? Why in the world is it okay for Kareem Jackson to just get fined? When he launched and almost decapitated Logan Thomas on a touchdown pass, middle of the end zone, not even at the goal line, middle of the end zone. In terms of depth and in terms of space. And all he got was ejected for the second half and I guess the last minute and change of the first half. Unless you're telling me, oh, no, no, By getting ejected for the second half and a minute of the first half, he's going to learn a lesson. Really? Did he learn a lesson the previous week when he was just fined? Because it sure as you know what didn't translate to what happened on Sunday. And now we're going to have to wait for another guy to get decapitated? To get knocked out for weeks? Enough! Logan Thomas is a huge part of what the Washington Commanders try and do on offense. He has been a victim of two incredibly dirty hits by Kareem Jackson and Yannick Ngakwe in the last two years. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I feel bad for the guy. People are like, and and listen, I had to criticize him. He didn't catch three passes in week one. He was rusty because he was out for another injury. He's already got enough problems staying healthy. You know what he doesn't need? Is to be nearly decapitated. So Kareem Jackson's going to play 
for the Denver Broncos this week in sunny Miami and help the Broncos win a game. And Logan Thomas has got, unfortunately, his brain scrambled. And he can't play. And who knows if he'll be able to play next Sunday. And who knows if he just gets a light bump next Sunday, even if he can play, if the concussion symptoms will come back. Because once you get one, you're much, much, much more likely to get another one. And easier. You know who I ran into last night? Jordan Reed. Hadn't seen him in a couple of years. Looks great. Still living in the area. I love Jordan. I loved covering him. He wasn't the most, you know, uh, vivacious personality, but he was. All, we always had a really good relationship. But once Jordan started having concussion, concu- they came easier. He was a guy who had so much talent, couldn't stay on the field for various reasons, knee, concussion, whatever. Logan Thomas, same thing. He can't stay on the field. But it sure as you know what doesn't help when the NFL is sanctioning and allowing cheap, dirty, illegal hits to only be punished with a fine and a half a game suspension. You want Kareem Jackson, you want other safeties, corners, linebackers, whatever, to hit right, to wrap up, to form tackle, to keep other players safe? You want that, NFL? Wake up. Wake up. Suspend these guys for more than a half a game. And it should. There should be some merit based on the fact that Logan Thomas now has to miss at least one full game. Kareem Jackson had to miss a half a game. Anyway, Kareem Jackson uh, will play. Logan Thomas will not play Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Cam Curl and Curtis Samuel are both questionable. They didn't practice today, per reporters and Ron Rivera. Because of illness, they are probable to play. Out to the calls we go right here on a football Friday. Let's go to Montel in Baltimore in the leadoff spot. What up, Montel? How are you? Feeling good, man. Riding this 2 and no ways. Um, boy. One of the first start off. <laughs> But I think the Bills is going to be a tough W. I remember my man called in. I, he calls in the show pretty often. I can't remember his name. But he told you before the season started, we got to stop the run. He said, these boys can get ran on. He's seen it, and I'm seeing it too. Like, we got to stop the run. The Broncos was able to run on us. Arizona was able to run on us. There's too much time on this defense for us to get ran on like that. And, and it's a passing league, so teams tend to – break tendency and try to pass the ball, but we got to stop the run. But I really wanted to weigh in on the Sam Howe-Eric um, Bieniemy conversation because I agree with Linnell, but I do think he was a big stream saying you can put anybody back there. Um, co- coaching is one of those things that's like out of sight, out of mind. We see Sam Howe passing the ball. We see him making the plays, but the average fan doesn't see the master class that Eric Bieniemy has put that, – that he put on last week. I'm not going to say he was put on last week – the adjustments he made, those screens were so timely. Like, it's almost as if he knew what the defense had dialed up and he knew what the defensive coordinator was going to do. When you have an offensive coordinator that's that good, it does help the quarterback look a lot better. Um, I, I, I was not a big fan of Scott Turner, and it was guys running open occasionally, but Scott Turner could not put together plays and sequence that made sense. He could not do anything that timely. And I'm not trying to knock Scott Turner right now. I'm really just trying to tell you how good Eric Bieniemy is. Mm-hmm. And he is a major reason 
why Sam Howell looked that good last week. And if he continues to play chess with the defensive coordinator like that, Sam Howell's job will be a lot easier. I do think that Eric Bieniemy is the bigger factor. I know it's a quarterback-driven league, and I understand, like, everybody's like, oh, QB, QB, you need a QB. Man, when you got an old coordinator like that, he can make a, a QB that's competent look much better than he actually is. That's all I call it. No, I, I think it's a really good point, Montel. And by no means was I trying to discredit Eric Bieniemy and saying he is not part of the success. Of course he is. You mentioned the screens, right, the design screens. They were all three mm-hmm. on second down, second down and five-plus and around the midfield area, right? Normally coaches call screens on third down as kind of check down, you know, hey, get it, re- you know, third and long, what, you know, third and eight, third, get something instead of getting nothing. He called them all around the midfield area and on second down, non-predictable downs. So I think that was, you know, I think that was an interesting part of the science and the genius behind Eric Bieniemy. I guess my only point was, Look, Eric Bieniemy can draw up everything. He can design everything, um, just like Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. But if Brock Purdy, if Sam Howell don't execute, you can have the right. best laid plans of mice and men and and still come up short uh, with nothing. So you know, I mean, I mean, we, back and forth we go. But I don't, I totally understand your point. I think you're right on, uh, and I always appreciate you, Montel. Good to hear from you. Uh, and by the way, I didn't include the run defense in my keys to a Washington victory. I should have, I should have. The Bills are not a great running team, but they are a better running team. They are a better running team in the second half of last year and so far this year. They're averaging 140 per game this year. They finished, or 139.5, let's see, 140 per game. And 4.91 per rush play. Whereas last year, they were 139.5 rushing yards per game with 5.19 per play. Now, when you look at those numbers, context, Josh Allen is obviously a part of that. But based on what I've seen so far, they seem a little bit more committed overall to a natural running game, James Cook. And if they can get him on the edge, Dalvin's little brother, and if they miss tackles, if they get hemmed in, if they get pinned in, yeah, man, they're going to go Buffalo for 150-plus, especially if the weather is inclement and they can stay on the field by running the football and getting to the perimeter edges. Really good point by Montel. Uh, Let's get to... Uh, Dr. Sabah right here on the Team 980. Dr. Sabah, how are you? Hey, Chris, you got me. I'm in the speakerphone. On the I got you. I got you. Sound good. Awesome. Um, all right, so I got two things, too, just like that gentleman before. I want to chime in on the game, and then I'll talk about coaching versus a player. And, um, you know, I hope I, – I, I have to vote um, – I have to say Redskins going to win because I don't want a little thumbs down to me, so – I got to figure out a way I can get the Redskins to win this game, and it's um, obviously stop the run and stop the run by their quarterback. That's big because he likes to run. And I say score as many points as you can on offense, at least 24, so you can make them a passing team so then our pass rush can be a factor. So get this score to where they don't want to run. 
That's the key. Mm. And I think we can, if we do that, we can somehow pull out a 27-24 win with them missing the field goal in the end. So mm. that's my scenario for a um, Reds can Okay? And then, if you don't mind, I'd like to chime in about the other conversation. Yes. So I agree. I mean, you know, you and Linnell had a great conversation yesterday about it. None of you are wrong, and you both are right, honestly. But I think the question was, who's more right? So I think in this case, and you know, I love you, Linnell is just a little more right, I think, because coaching really does matter, particularly at the quarterback position. Look at what Jared Goff did when Fisher was there. He was a bust as the number one pick. And then look what he did with Sean McVay. Now that he's got confidence, he is now going to Detroit and at least is an above-average quarterback. Right? Look what Tom Brady did with Belichick. And then, without Belichick teaching him and getting confident and, and, and showing him what he can do well, he wouldn't have become the greatest of all time. So now when he goes somewhere else, now coaching mattered less. Okay? So, and you know I'm going to go back to my guy. I tell you, Scott Turner, Scott Turner was horrible. He, if, if, if Scott, Scott Turner had, uh, everybody said, we wish Sam Howell played all year last year. That wouldn't have been good in Scott Turner's system. He would have no plays by disguise. I know every play that's going to happen. And poor Sam would have gotten killed because the defense would have known every play when it was coming. And that's how, I don't know, my man Taylor did what he did. And I think that if Taylor had the enemy, it would have been a lot better for um, Taylor. And I think, thank God, that Sam has the enemy. Because I think the enemy has really made a difference on this team. I'm looking at the game, and I don't know what play we're running. He is surprising me. There's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of passes when you think run. There's a lot of run when you think pass. And even Sam said, we, the defense is on their heels. They don't know what's coming. And when that happens, your quarterback is more confident. Now, you do need a player. Because if you had Carson Wentz back there with Eric Bieniemy, this team would be nothing. Just like Trey Lance is nothing with the Shanahan's, but Brock Purdy and Garoppolo are. So you're both right. Actually, it's just I think coaching is a little more uh, necessary and makes more of a difference than the player. Well said, Doc. Excellent. Excellent points. Appreciate you. As always, have a great weekend. Good to to hear from you. Let's go uh, to a quick timeout, and then we'll come back with more of your calls. I see Slope in Atlanta uh, on the Odyssey app. I see Billy in Annapolis. I see my guy, the Birdman, Sweet Lou, and you at 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. In a rec case law, I help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. Tell them the rooster and Team 980 sent you right here on a football Friday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. A little prince. <laughs> you threw that in there, didn't you, Maddie? A little prince on a football Friday. Good to have you with us uh, right here. Let's go right back to the calls and get as many of you in as we can. Let's go to Slope in Atlanta on the Odyssey app. What up, Slope? How are you? Hey, C. Russ, how are you, my brother? What's shake, man? Appreciate you. Hey, Pete, this, you know, a couple of call- callers previously kind of hit on it. 
when the uh, one gentleman, I think he used the uh, phrase master class, mm-hmm. and the young lady before was mentioning the importance of coaching and the impact. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, that Sam I am is going to be all that. That's just my that's my prediction. And what I like about the enemy, I can't remember what uh, the drive it was, but he mixed it up so nicely. I was like, uh, the Broncos didn't know what was coming. Right. The other thing I like about the enemy is he let Sam play. I mean, he didn't hold anything back. You know, I guess it's one of those things, okay, let's see what the guy has. If we got to scale it back, we can do that. But right now I'm encouraged. We got weapons, and I see a win on Sunday. Slope, how about – how about I, I think what you brought up, right, seems obvious, but maybe not so obvious. He let Sam play. Okay, and right. and here's here's the evidence that you need. Not only now they were moving the football in the first half last week early on, just not coming up with points. They were bogging down sacks, penalties, what have you, right? But they were yep. they were moving the football. Um, in in week one, I thought he was a little bit tight with Sam. Right? They came out throwing, and they threw. I don't know, like 28 called pass plays to like eight called runs in the first half against Arizona, and that included three turnovers, two on Sam and the offensive Mm -hmm. line and a bunch of sacks. But then he tightened up in the second half, and while he didn't completely go away from Sam, they clearly ran the ball more. Whereas last week, here's the evidence that you're kind of talking about. I think they came out with basically the same sort of game plan, Throw to set up the run, throw to get the lead, throw to score, throw to get ahead, throw to not put so much pressure, then run, then be able to mix it up. And it worked way better, obviously, but that allowed him to have, again, more trust, like kind of what you're saying, more belief, more trust in Sam Howell. So I think he pulled the ropes back a little bit in week one, but clearly in week two, they went with the same premise and they were able to stay with their foot on the gas pedal. And one thing I was just going to say really quickly, but you hit on it. Like the first half, they threw like 28 times. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You got that guy making his second start opening day, and you're just letting him rip it 28 times instead mm-hmm. of playing the really conservative mm-hmm. and like hand off, hand off, hand off. Mm-hmm. He had, they, they ran the ball because they actually had to. I mean, they, they're going to, in order to win, they're going to have to run the ball. And B Rob is one of those backs, the more you give it to him, the big of a hammer he becomes yep. throughout the game. That's yep. just me, though. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Slope in Atlanta on the Odyssey app. Let's get uh, Sweet Lou in here before the top of the hour. What up, Lou? How are you? Good. What's going on, Chris? Can What's you hear me today? Yeah, I got you. I know we had some issue yesterday, but... Uh, no problem. We got you. Yeah, Um, like I've been saying, man, I think uh, protecting Sam is the number one priority for me because, you know, I think he... he I, I just think that he's going to be that guy for us for the next 10-plus years. And I'm not just, you know, saying it, but I've seen things, man. A guy, he could deliver the ball and read defense. And, you know, I know he take he, he's been taking some sacks, but at the end of the day, it's going to happen. So, regardless, you know, I just hope the offense, you know, protect him. And uh, other than that, you know, uh, I'm looking for Jack, man. Jack need to put some blitz together, you know, make that guy – rattle you know don't let him sit back there and complete the passes because he he got some weapons man you got uh you know <clears throat> digs you got um the other receiver um you got the two tight ends so i just hope they you know jack uh have a better game plan you know blitzing exotic blitz things like that if he could do that you know we'll all be happy and we're gonna come out with a victory man I, so that's 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 what i want that's what i like to see chris 
I like the positive attitude, as always, Lou. Appreciate you, brother. Right. Have a great weekend. 301 A couple of lines open for you on a football feel-good Friday. Can and how do the commanders get the job done? My pick and prediction coming up later on in the show over the next two hours. We got our Sunday six-pack uh, and a lot more of your calls on the Ace Law listener lines. Let's take the time out here at 2 o'clock in the nation's capital on a Friday on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.